This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a payphone, call collect. It is Wednesday, April 8th of 2020. 9 p.m. on the East Coast, 6 p.m. on the West Coast, and... Do the math for anywhere else. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition here on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And right there in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, I think he's up on the penthouse suite tonight, but I could very be very well be wrong. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kittens, kids and kittens. How is everybody today? No, I'm not on the top floor, John. I'm in. I'm in the uh, the the little radio shack we keep outside the ta- the uh, broadcast tower, the antenna. I'm actually out oh, okay. in the parking lot. I'm in that little five huh. by five shack that we use because is it, sometimes is I that just where have the to. Antenna actually sits too. It it's four hundred feet above me. It rises oh 400 goodness. feet in the air. It's quite impressive. Quite impressive. If you're ever in the New York City area, come by Sunnyside, Queens. You'll not only get to see AOC, my gal pal, but you'll get to see that big thing we stick up in the air here at Radio TFI. <laughs> John, back to you. <laughs> big thing you stick up in the air. Mm, yeah. Well, then. <laughs> Tell me where I lied. Tell me where I was untruthful. <laughs> I think I'll just let that one gotta, float away. On the, slide right by. Wind. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, we're going to leave that alone. Lie it. It's hey, we're going to do something. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's lying over there in the corner if we need it. Oh, okay. And the antenna, too. <laughs> and the antenna. <laughs> oh, I guess we're just going to rely on the old interwebs. <laughs> something like here. that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. We're actually going to talk. We actually have a couple of subjects. The hell you say. The hell you you say. What? I was surprised. I I thought I was going to drag you into this idea kicking and screaming, but uh, it appears you have a few things on your mind as well. No, I think I think our main topic tonight is uh, it, it, it certainly deserves some attention. Of course, we'll talk about it again on Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. but it certainly deserves some time tonight. Oh, as I, much I time as it so. takes, as much time as it takes. Exactly. Remember, so remember, well, kids and kids. Go ahead. As I guess, feel free to join us uh, 
in the conversation again uh, you just I, you just got the number you know unless you have a memory like mine you should be able to remember it by now I would think uh, you also uh, can tweet us here tac- at taxi stand hour uh, like Ed has said on numerous occasions if you feel you find a payphone someplace mm-hmm and you want to call collect? Mm-hmm. He'll he'll accept the charges. Uh huh. I sure will. So so that means even if you're found a payphone in Guam, he will pick up that tab. If sure. You call. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. That's right. What were you gonna say now? Uh, it's irrelevant. All forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I honestly forgot. Granny Annie used to have a student that was, she'd raise her hand up to answer a question and Granny Annie would call on her and she'd say, I forgot, just like, pretty much just like that. <laughs> well, well, we're going to get, you're going to get us rolling here because, because you demand, this is, this is all about you tonight, John Shannon. Well, I, uh, hey, as it always, as it always should be, aren't you by mm-hmm. now know that you have to pray to the temple here? Easy, easy. Come on now. Even Gil Christ laying there on the corner drooling on your sofa. Hey, Gil. telling you. What? John's a what? No, no, Gil. No, you can't come up. No, no, no. Go take a shower for God. Jeez. Anyway, he's all worked up. It's his brother's big day on Sunday. And, you know, he's. He says, big, so, deal, big deal, I come out of a coma, you know, I, I pass out for three days at a clip. I do it twice a week. What's the big deal? <laughs> that's Gilchrist. Oh, that's Gilchrist, yes. Has he got any plans for Easter? I don't even think he's got pants for Easter, so. Oh, well, there you go. Find him some, would you please? <laughs> you have no idea. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um... I want to put this question. I want to put this question out before we get into the other things. Just I want you to dwell on this, if you would, a little bit. Uh, we will come back to it a little bit later on to talk about amongst ourselves. But Major League Baseball, amongst a, a lot of different options, is considering putting uh, all thirty teams in Arizona to play out as much of the season as necessary because of the obvious situation that's going on around us here. Uh, there'd be nobody in the stands. They'd be playing all these games. They've talked about playing. Uh, part of the idea was they were going to play uh, uh, two seven-inning games in a day, two, a double-header seven-inning. And uh, they, were also, uh, they were also talking about possibly having uh, the... Uh, doing the electronic strike zone, uh, which has been bandied about a little bit. It was going to come into some of the, uh, uh, or not minor league, excuse me, some of the exhibition games. Uh, So, anyways, uh, I I want your opinion on it, if you would please. Again, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Like I said, Ed and I are going to talk about that a little bit later on, but there are... A couple more pressing oh. issues. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Uh oh. The New York. 
Anyway, that's the uh, that's the Mets theme song. It's the, only, it really? it's the only baseball organ music that I have available. Oh, there's lyrics to that. Any anybody from around where I am knows has heard that song. Meet the mm-hmm. Mets, greet the Mets, come on out and seat the Mets. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yes, we we will return to that burning question. Uh, so go ahead, John. I know. First off, let me let me preface wh- where we're going with this. By saying, although John is a is a huge supporter of Bernie, uh, who we all know dropped out today, suspended his campaign. That's the new euphemism. But I just want to say, before we get into anything else, that John is not going bat bonkers here or bat guano crazy. Okay, and I imagine most Bernie people are not. And we'll get into the Bernie bros thing and my little interaction with somebody today regarding that. But just I just want to get that out there that John's not a, you know, uh, he's basically with me. It's uh, Ham Sandwich 2020. If it ain't Trump, yeah. we're voting for them. At this point in time, I'd uh, love to I'd love to see uh either uh, Governor Cuomo or possibly uh Governor Walls take a uh, uh, take a run at it. I realize it's way way too late. I'm just being what's that, Gil? Here, but you want to run? What? You can't barely stand up. Go back. I was to just sleep. gonna say that some bitch can barely walk. <laughs> Don't mind, Gil. It's, we woke him up there. So anyway, <laughs> John, it's all yours. Well, okay. Yeah, like Ed said, uh, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you have heard by now that Bernie Sanders is dropping out, put it, excuse me, suspending his campaign. You know how many suspended campaigns there are right now? They all suspend. Uh, pretty much. Anyway. Um, no, absolutely. Joe Biden is not my, would not be my pick for candidate. There are several reasons, but um, I will say Excuse me. <coughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> Couldn't hit the cough button in time. <laughs> but uh, no, I will say. Try not to hurt that yourself. It, yeah, thank you. Uh, it beats the hell all out of the alternative. And like I told the friend that you were chatting with, by the way, you're a mean son of a bitch on Twitter. I just want you to know that. I am not mean. You are. Um, remember. You're the nice, calm, cool, calm, and collected guy of this partnership here. I'm supposed to be the asshole. Wait a second. And I don't I, understand it. I think you've been blocked more than I have on Twitter. Well, and again, and we'll I go get, out of my way to get blocked. We'll talk about this, okay? We're, we're going to talk about that. Go ahead. Finish where you're going here. Well, it's just that... And I think, again, you and I agree on this completely. Um, I don't know where you were going of, of with this as far as your choice uh, for candidate, Democratic candidate, because we've now made it clear that there's no chance in hell you're going to vote for Trump or any other Republican. No, I, that's... But, uh, and again, that re- refer back to, what is it now, six, eight weeks that I came out? As a Democrat, came out of the closet. Came out of the closet as a registered Democrat, 
And uh, because because I finally determined, for those of you just joining us, uh, that I could never, never, ever vote for a member of the Republican Party ever again. I have in the past. I can't do it now. There's, uh, I, I just can't. The last three, three and a half years has just been, again, another topic for another time. Yes, exactly. Well, but it's it's pertinent to some degree. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I don't know if um, I don't know if Biden is exactly the answer here. I mean, there are polls that'll tell you that he um, he would beat Trump head to head. I'd like to beat there Trump also, on the head. Well, this is also true, but. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I hope that, you know, be, with Biden being the presumptive nominee, I would hope that he is at least listening to that side of the Democratic Party. I think that, that Sanders has, even though he's an independent, Sanders has done a good job of moving the Democratic uh, party and the Democratic agenda a little bit more to the left, a little bit more towards workers and uh, the everyday, uh, the everyday people, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but we'll have to see. We'll we'll have to see. You know, it's to the point now where Biden, you know, again presumptive nominee, he could pretty much lay out uh, his uh, running mate. Uh, maybe even some potential uh, some potential uh, cabinet nominees. Um, so it, this is going to be a wait-and-see game. Of course, it's really not a wait-and-see for me because, like I said, there is, you know, right now, for, for me to vote for Donald Trump, he would have to, he would have to take a deep breath and suck all the coronavirus germs out of the air, take one for the team, and go lay down in a corner someplace, I, and then I'd probably support him. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, I would wholeheartedly vote for Donald Trump's corpse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By, by the way, Joe Biden has just unlocked a new power. If this was a video game, Joe Biden just unlocked an extra little thing. You know what that is? Huh. Barack Obama. Because now, oh, did he? No, did he not, come out to no, no, no. But he, Obama can now. Does he have a choice? <laughs> well, well, Biden's the nominee. Obama's been holding back. He doesn't want to get involved now. I want to see him let loose on Trump. This is going to be fantastic. Open up the can. Oh, absolutely. There's a 12-pack of whoop-ass that's been sitting on his desk. (laughs) And what's so great about Barack Obama is, you know, not only was he a, I believe, one of the best presidents we've had in my lifetime, but not, not only that, but he is such an eloquent speaker, such an eloquent speaker that he is going to tie up Donald Trump's arguments and whatnot. He is going to, you know, just tie it up to the point where Trump's not going to know what hit him. Yet I think, I think Obama is going to have enough class not to just dive right in 
immediately. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he's going to, you know, let's, let's face it. Um, although this this election is might be the most el- important election you've ever voted in, uh, it's still not quite as important as what's going on around us with the uh, with the uh, coronavirus and all that's going on with that. Oh, by the way, I got to take my uh, hats off to Governor Waltz here in uh, Minnesota. He extended the uh, stay-at-home order for until, what did he say here, March 4th, I believe it is now. And he did. He did. He didn't try to give any indication. Oh, that's when it's going to be the all clear. All he's trying to do is keep the curve, keep flattening the curve, right? As they say. I had never heard that term before uh, coronavirus, but I guess it's becoming the new buzzword in town. I had a girlfriend. Ah, uh, we we. It's, it's a long story. We flattened the curve. Okay. It was uh, wasn't a pretty <laughs> sight. Uh, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> I assure you, you uh, don't, because I don't want to go any further. I was sorry I started that. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a tweet coming in from Fox 9 News in uh, the Twin Cities here that St. Paul is closing uh, playgrounds, sports courts amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I I think that I think that's a good idea. Still, because there there is a section of the population, it's usually those ones that uh, think they're invincible. You know which ones I'm talking about. Yep. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, he, he wants to, he's dead serious. He isn't trying to say that, okay, another month, everything's going to be okay. He is saying that, Okay, this will give us a time to flatten that curve a little bit more, buy us a little bit of time for when that peak comes and they can be ready for it. Well, and I, I'm i hoping that we're in that peak right now here in New York. Yeah, I was going to say it kind of sounds like it. Well, it, it yesterday was the, oh, by the way, before we go any further, hats off to all those great people in Milwaukee and all of Wisconsin. For coming out to vote and waiting four, five, six, eight hours in the rain in some places. And with and, everything else that's going on. And with everything else that's going on, uh, they, were, they were keeping their distance and all that. I think that is highly indicative, highly indicative of what's about to come in November. And I, I believe right. Wisconsin was a, was, uh, went... F- went red in 2016, and if yesterday was any indication at all, and let's face it, this was a primary that, for a lot of people, it was pretty well a foregone conclusion. Right. But they still came out to exercise their civic duty to be part of this and and just wait till November. Just wait till November, so... I mean, if I'm the Trump administration, what's left of it? Uh, I'm uh, part two, part three. Well, part he, 10. he he just got a new press secretary, which was funny because the old press secretary never did her job. She never held one press conference. Stephanie oh, Grissom. That's right. Now she's back as right. chief of staff for the first lady. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, not I'll, much of an easier job. <laughs> uh, again, I don't want to get involved in that. I've got some audio. I haven't put it together yet. Uh, the young lady that's taking over. Uh, she's a real winner. Oh boy, she is. Uh, so she she's she's fighting Mitch McConnell, Lou Dobbs, and Miss Lindsey Graham for space to get up there and kiss Trump's ass. Some well, bitch is big enough. You'd think that uh, there'd be room for half the uh, state of Kentucky. I mean, well, <laughs> half of them are up there. So what about Bernie Bros? What's your where are you going on that? And I'm leading into this tweet fest we had today. Okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if you are that stupid to put your candidate out there and say, and it's, it's the same thing for all those people, those moderates who wouldn't who say they wouldn't have voted for Bernie had he got the nomination. They would have revolted. Uh, I think that, unfortunately, in our current climate, where you have a two-party system, as much as you would like to have more pirate parties, I think that I think the two-party system is a failure here in this country. If you want to know the honest to God's truth, I'd like to have a no-party system. That's a very good point too. Um, But it's like I told your friend there earlier. You know, in the the uh, game of life known as poker, it'd be great if somebody dealt you a royal flush, but that rarely happens. 10-7 deuce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of my friend from earlier today, why don't we get into this tweet a little bit, this tweet storm. Now you're going to so, have to tell me what all happened there. Okay, so <clears throat> I hear the news that Bernie has dropped out. So, and I was watching my TV on a, uh, I was watching on a delay. I, I love my DVR. I'm usually about a half hour behind so that I can, I can zip through commercials. Yes, I'm one of those. So I get the news and, and I sent out this tweet. Hashtag Bernie bros. Take a day. Have your temper tantrum. You've earned it. Then focus on the dual tasks at hand. You are partially responsible for where we are now. Let's lock arms to defeat the horrendous monster destroying our nation and COVID-19 too. <laughs> so I, go ahead. I sent no, that I, out. That was just. I sent that out. Now I got a response from uh, Wendy at Indiscreet Muse, who, by the way, has blocked me now. And I can I'm reading her her stuff off one of our other accounts that responded to her. Off the show account. I res- after she blocked me, I had to send something. Anyway. So she replies to me. She says, I'm not a quote unquote Bernie bro. But I'm here here to tell you, here is spelled H E A R. This is no way to inspire his supporters to vote for Biden. You're a hashtag arrogant like Donald. <laughs> Well, that stung a little. Then some guy named John Shannon at Shannon Radio TFI chimed in. If another four years of Trump does nothing to inspire you to vote for the eventual Dem nominee, which appears to be Joe Biden, I guess you get what you asked for. Sorry for the reality check. Uh, She sent a meme after that. And uh, John then 
answered with his uh with his uh poker analogy yeah somewhere oh hold on a second there's two of my responses are not there there you go i responded uh let's see okay if i if i send out something flowery will it change the inevitable reaction we all get upset when something doesn't go our way all i'm saying is take a beat Get it out of your system, and let's work together. Hashtag Grammar Police. It's here, H-E-R-E, not here, H-E-A-R. Wendy then replied to me, Your grammar correction is acceptable, but the rest is not only unnecessary, but counterproductive. How is it counterproductive? Uh, well, here was my response now. Apparently, there is no pleasing you. Again, Will a flowery, politically correct post pass muster? I will write whatever suits you if it means the radical Sanders supporters calm down and join the fight. Lay it out. I'll write it. The reply, <laughs> the reply I got was, you're ridiculous. Adios. I actually said adios. Oh. So, wait, wait. We all know what's coming now. I'm so, <laughs> then well, I reply. Don't, don't, don't ruin it. <laughs> I, repli- I replied, uh, I am simply trying to accommodate you. The fact that I won't engage in a fight seems to upset you. Unite, not fight. Did she say adios? In that case, see ya! <laughs> <laughs> and then she blocked me, and I sent her uh, a promo for the show. And I just now noticed, she says, oh, laugh out loud, you switched accounts to engage. So, she said adios. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I can't. Hey, 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 that's that's my, that's <laughs> my saying. I was going to. I'm going to get on her for. <laughs> copyright infringement. For copyright infringement here. <laughs> so, anyway, so. How dare you, bitch. Now, now, John, now you were saying earlier that I'm mean. Uh, while I may have not been flowery and uh, look bernie bros have caused a, a whole lot of nonsense over the years now all right you're gonna get an argue from me all i'm saying is get it out of your system and then snap out of it okay because because pouting for the next that's it bernie's done okay like it or not bernie's mm-hmm. done he's not coming back he'll be 82 years old the next yeah, time we exactly. ha- we ha- we have a presidential election, Bernie's not coming back. You're disappointed. I understand that. Again, go outside, punch a wall, do whatever you got to do. Go out, get drunk tonight, and start a fight. Whatever you have to do to blow off that steam. But then, as I said in my tweet, let's lock arms to defeat. Blah blah blah. We need exactly. to unite. And I and I I feel the same way. I felt the same way in 2016. No amount. I wasn't happy. No amount of pouting at this point is going to change that. And getting back to the whole this tweet thing with Wendy, I'm not even sure what her problem was. I I think she thought I was being too harsh on the Bernie Bros. I thought I was firm, but you know, supportive. Hey, man, dude. So in other words, you had a rough day. Go ahead, get it out of your system. Uh, You know. Go so in other it. words, though, you she replied to your tweet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So she, she invited herself to your party. In other words, that, and then that she is, gets pissed off and 
picks up her toys and leaves. Huh? Well, she she was writing back. She was replying to tell me that uh, there was no way to inspire his voters, his supporters, to vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. Why not? They they're a they're a raucous bunch. And look, uh-huh. if this was a bunch of of uh, rascally kids on the street, they got to burn off this energy somehow before you can get them to do what it is you'd like them to do. Mm-hmm. So let them let them run it off. Get it out of your system. You're grown up people. You have the power of the vote. Get it exactly. out of your get it out of your system. Run it off. Take a nap. Do whatever it is you have to do. But don't sit there now and go. Well, you know we're we're, <laughs> we're going to vote for Trump just to show vote. you, or we're not going to oh. vote. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. what does that solve? Have you not seen the last three and a half years? We are in the middle of a pandemic right now. This is what you got us in 2016. I don't care what anybody's feelings about Hillary are. Put that aside for right now. All right? If you can't accept the fact that Trump's been lying, not only through the whole virus thing here, but since before he took office, my God, the first day the uh, the inauguration crowd start there and... You know, and work your way forward. Let me know when you get tired. Uh, Forward, backward, either side. Sideways, any way you like. And uh, it's just a lot of that can be placed squarely on the shoulders of the Bernie bros. Okay? Well, exactly. And I would love to have somebody prove me wrong. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. I'll give I can't you just disagree with you. I'll give you John's personal phone number and and, uh, and his address. And I will forward it to you. Trust, <laughs> trust I'll forward it to yours. But that's that's all I was Remember, getting. Remember, I'm king asshole in this party. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's right. You shampoo with preparation H. H? That's H. right. That's but, right. But this, I don't think I could have been any more supportive of this person. Fine. What do you think will do it? I'm giving, you tell me how it is you'd like me to resolve this. There are just some people that... She wanted a fight. She wanted a fight. Was my initial post a tad harsh? Eh, it was firm. You've heard me... Hold on, John, I'm not done. You've heard me go off on people. You've seen me write stuff that is a lot worse than that. Mm Mm-hmm. I could have gone back guano crazy on her or on the Bernie bros. I was just looking for a, hey, boys, stiff upper lift. Let's go. You know. And and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I, <laughs> to tell you the truth, what caught my eye was the grammar correction, to be honest well, with you. She accepted it, though. She accepted it gracefully. Uh, yeah, right. No, that, she did. She, that, that was, that she was did. dripping with sarcasm. No, no, no. She says your grammar correction is acceptable, but the rest is not only she, unnecessary, but counterproductive. She, she misused the words, but in a couple of commas there, but. Oh my God. But I, I didn't want to push oh. it. I didn't want, like I gave her a warning. I didn't write her a ticket. <laughs> oh so, my God. So who do you think is going to be the VP? You think Kamala? Well, my heart says my my heart says Bobashar. That's not going to happen. 
But again, that's the Minnesotan talking in me, of course. Of course. Of course. I understand. Um, he already said that he'd pick a woman. So I want to hold him to that. Right. Um, I don't think he wants Warren. He doesn't want Warren. We want Warren to no. stay in the Senate because we want her, when when the Democrats take over the Senate, we want her to be House Majority. The Senate Majority Leader. Yeah, Senate Majority. Exactly. Thank you. Excuse me. Uh, I want to see Mitch McConnell, presuming he gets reelected, cowering to her. I bet you he resigns. Fun to watch. I bet you if Mitch McConnell wins, but the Democrats take over the Senate, I promise you he resigns. Because be. he got a world of hurt coming his way. A world of hurt. They're going to make his life miserable in that Senate chamber. Miserable. Mm-hmm. And, and deservedly so. And deservedly so. <sighs> I got a I just saw it. Here, here we go. Got to give you a uh, tweet of the moment from uh, CNN. Oh, wait a minute. Give me former give, pre- Hold on. Give me a tweet. We didn't do a tweet on on my tweet. We didn't. Oh, you didn't uh, tweet your tweet. I didn't tweet and, my tweet. No, and I don't. Oh, feel I, like, don't, I don't even open up the damn sound machine. Hold on. Never mind. Out. Do no, my we own. We gave it the double whammy. <laughs> we got a we double gave tweet. it the double whammy. There you go. <laughs> but this from CNN uh, uh, nine hours ago. Former President Barack Obama says it would not be feasible to relax current measures to combat the spread of coronavirus without a robust system of testing and monitoring. Yep. Something we have yet to put into place nationwide. Absolutely correct. Oh, that's my president. That was our president, you know. Somebody, look, it's it's a it's a lot about common sense here, and I, I mean, we could do two straight hours of Trump bashing, and we will on Saturday, ten a.m. Eastern here on Radio TFI. But we're not going to do that tonight. I mean, we we've, we've got, already mentioned his names his name more than we really I what really wanted to at least. Yeah, but you know what we didn't do tonight. And what didn't we do tonight? Before oh, we the message. Get, yes, the message from Professor Graham Medley. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Sage advice. Every night. Very much so. Every night. We bring it through bring it to you here uh Monday through Thursday, at least through this uh, uh lockdown here. I mean let me ask you, just off just off subject here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've been in quarantine now for oh twenty twenty one twenty five days. And I mean, now you've got all the things to entertain you there. Yep. You've got, yep, got your TV. You've got yep. the internet. You've got me most nights. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Ain't bad. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you actually took a swing at that. <laughs> I was worried. You didn't think I was going to let that one roll by. That was a meatball. Go ahead. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but do you, do you really feel that? trapped 
All right. For me, Are it's the wolves a, talking back to you. No, 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 no. Although one one of my brothers, I, I, my brother Mike called me today, and uh, you know, I said, "Well, what are you up to?" And he actually said, "Well, today, today I'm staring at the South Wall." You know, there. Okay. I wasn't the one that came up with the line, but I look. Some years ago, I was in at a service for three and a half months. Uh, last year, I had a chunk of time before I really got to working again. Uh, since December 10th, I had only worked nine or ten days till March 10th. March, uh, what was it, the 13th. So three months, I only worked ten days. So I, I not that I'm... Look, I wasn't doing much of going out and socializing anyway. So for me, it's, it's not, not so... In your DNA. Well, that's not true. But it's what I've gotten accustomed to. And, you know, except yeah. I, I go out and, I, you know, I take a walk or I go to the store, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm, I'm coping with it. I'm, co- I'm making phone calls to people, stay in touch with certain people, uh teaching them how to use Skype. I'm talking to you, Mike King. Figure out how to use it. No, <laughs> uh, oh my. But it, it's, I feel for people, I'm, I really am glad I'm alone. Because anybody that would have really? to be stuck with me, oh, I get annoyed very easily at people's little, little habits. Go ahead, crack gum and <laughs> crack gum around me and see how all well that works out. Oh, that drives me batty. I guess I shouldn't have said that out in public, but uh, <laughs> and look, and I, I'm I'm no I'm no prize. I mean, I, I'm no prize. Look, the most exciting thing I'm doing right now is growing this. Well, it's talking to me. Well, it's talking to you, and letting you con- <laughs> comment on my facial hair. And. Uh, How's it look tonight? Oh, I haven't by taken the way? a shot at that. No, you have not, and uh, you're overdue. You need to either, if if what you're saying is is accurate, and I have no reason to believe it's not, you need to do something. You need to either go all white or all dark. Well, I'll uh, this hold on. Uh, this mixed this mixed mash of uh, each fuzz you got going there. Well, it comes uh, in, it comes in different colors, and they're very spread apart. I don't have mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a real real beard, but but what else do I have to do right now? I did la- yeah. I told you off the air. I did laundry again today in my little uh, storage container, and this is the way we wash our clothes. Wash our clothes. Wash our clothes. <laughs> the way I wash this my is the way clothes. we wash our clothes so early in the morning. Yeah, buddy. All I need is a ringer. If I could get a ringer, I'd I'd be in in hog heaven, hog heaven. Uh, I I did t-shirts and shorts today. My cotton shorts, the 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 shorts I used to bang around the house and and they hold water. And I wrung them out as best I could, and I got them all hanging, had them all hanging outside. And the t-shirts, about seven t-shirts, seven pairs of shorts, they were outside for. Five or six hours, and what's happening, what happens is that the water just wicks down. So, mm-hmm. right now, the bottoms of them all are soaking wet, because that's where mm-hmm. the water... So now, because we're going to get some wind and rain tomorrow, I've moved them all into the shower. 
so they can overnight. It's going to take at least two more days for all that stuff to dry. Oh, my God. But then again, where am I going? I got plenty of clothes. I got clothes. I'm, I'm not hurting for clothes, socks, or underwear because I ain't using them. That's I'm not using them. No, where am I going? I go out. I put on my sweatpants. I put on my sneakers. It's been cold, so I'm wearing a, a coat. Uh, uh-huh. And I come home and, you know, this. I, I have my white sweat socks, which I only wear when I've worn my sneakers. Oh, now I'm going through all my darker socks and all that because I don't wear them. Uh, you know, the heavy, I've got, I have nice cushioned thick socks that I like to wear. Actually, I've got to wash them tomorrow because I'm running out of them. So I got <laughs> And by the way, what I'm, no, I won't even get into that. But hey, it's what oh, I got to do. My local laundromat is closed and I don't have a washer. So that's funny because now here, uh, here in uh, the up here in God's country, our laundromats are open. I didn't say they're all closed. I said mine is closed. So, really? Well, I so this wasn't uh, some sort of a rule that was set no, no. down by no the nice fellow that runs huh. that store. It's literally half a block from my door. I have my oh. little I have my little sh- folding shopping cart. Put the laundry mm-hmm. in. I either drop it off with them or like I did three. Three weeks ago? Oh, man. Three weeks ago, I did it myself. Uh, but it's right there. And there's other laundromats in the area, but A, I don't feel like walking six, seven blocks, you know, dragging the laundry cart with me. And B, I ain't moving my car. <laughs> I just got to say, it isn't spot. like you don't have conveyance here. I do, but I'm not losing the parking spot. Are you? Nobody's going anywhere. Oh my god! It would take me weeks to get another spot. I'm not kidding. There's very, very little movement. Although I do see there's there's three parking spots out in front of my building. I do see the other two uh, about every week or so. The the cars change. Where I'm parked. It's a one-car space, but you can fit two in there. And I parked mine in a way that somebody could park behind me and not be in the bus stop that's there. And there's been two different cars there, uh, you know, but it happens. And I, I can't take the chance. I cannot take the chance. I'm not having a parking oh, God. spot. It's not like I'm going to work try to every get, You should try to get a hold of your friend there at the laundromat and ask you to uh ask him to borrow you the key to the joint loan me the key yeah no no no. yeah i'm fine like i said seriously as far as real going outside clothes go i've got a closet full i've washed everything every shirt every pair of pants i own is clean i can go with just my closet i wouldn't i could go a solid month easily a month lord maybe longer maybe longer without having to do laundry uh, as of, uh, 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 uh. and and again, it's just the it's really shorts and t-shirts. That's that's really my only problem right now. It's not even a problem. I just don't own. I'm lucky to some extent. Um, I I wear a work shirt. I have a kind of a uniform shirt. I wear. I saw that shirt. I hell. Uh huh. I got that. I own I own uh, four pairs of jeans. Uh huh. And. Um, I don't know, maybe a dozen T-shirts. 
a few pairs of socks and oh i went out by the way as long as we're talking undies here i went out about uh three months ago and bought these new uh fruit of the looms men's uh men's boxer briefs boxers i don't understand i don't understand box Box silk silk I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You're not coming across, John. He's talking He's talking about his briefs, and he's not coming across. So we're waiting for him to come back. In the meantime, I have the stage. I have command of everything. So I can talk about whatever I want. He's out there buying silk. Who wears silk? I don't understand boxers to begin with. I don't get the point of boxers. I've been wearing briefs since the day I started wearing underpants. And uh, so, and that's when John first became a woman. Or started dressing like one, I should say. These were men's, I, I can only imagine what you were saying because I couldn't hear you. Listen to the playback. I will. Trust me, I will. <laughs> Make note of the and time. All I can say is, is karma is an ugly bitch. I know, I dated her sister. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, but these had a silk. I can't say they were silk, but they had a silk feeling to them. They were satiny. They were smooth. They were. Yeah. yeah. You almost yeah. feel like you should talk like Barry White when you're. Ooh, talk like Barry. never felt better. Talk like Barry White like you did last night. Let's see if it sounds the same without the technical glitch. You're listening to Radio DFI. <laughs> It's not quite the same. We had a technical glitch last night, which if you listen to the uh, podcast version of last night's show, you'll hear it. John came out at one point with saying, boy, your voice sounds deep tonight. You sound extra solid deep. And I thought, oh, man, listen, look, that's what I want. That's what I'm aiming for. And he started doing this deep voice thing that just was was crazy good. And it turned out there was some kind of technical glitch uh, somewhere along the line. It wasn't my, it wasn't me. I think it was our connection software, but yeah. be that be that as it may, be that as it may. So you went out and bought silky satiny briefs, and still Chazzy. not here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> like I said, I get my tidy whities. I've been wearing them for sixty years, and years ago, and I've talked about this before, but years ago, I realized. They're not that expensive. So about once a year, I do what I call the purge. I take all my socks and all my underpants, all my white socks, I should say, my sweat socks. Put them all in a bag and get rid of them. Then I go out to Target, Walmart, wherever, and I restock. I buy everything identical, all the same socks, all the same underwear. So that mainly the socks... So that when I dig into the sock drawer, it doesn't matter which two I pull out. They're going to match. Uh-huh. I still mate mine for some reason, but I basically have, uh, oh. I basically in the same boat. It's okay to mate them, but then again, you can just pick two, fold them together, and... Two. Yeah. There any two. Go. Any two. That's that's the... Uh, yeah. That's the By idea. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You want to jump in the conversation. We are. We do want to talk here in hour number two uh, about uh, about baseball. I am baseball. missing baseball. 
I Base- am not. I know you're not a big fan. Baseball been very, very uh, good to me. Yes, yes, it has. Um, no, I'm. I am looking forward to this conversation just because I'd like to talk baseball. That's fine. We will. We will chat some b-ball. We'll, this went on uh, longer than I expected. I'm glad it did. We'll do that at, at the top of hour two. Uh, mm-hmm. In the meantime, we'll we'll just saunter along here. Uh, and we might even squeeze in a couple of songs before the night's over. Would you from like the to p- massive from the massive? Radio TFI Music Vault. We can pick up where we left off last night if you'd like. Yeah, this wouldn't be a bad place to uh, squeeze in. All right, we're going to throw a couple of tunes in. As you may or may not know, all week we, we've been playing our songs from the shortest. Uh, we've we sorted all the songs out. It, it took the uh, TFI uh, 3000 computer days and days to put everything just so. So now we're up to songs that are about two minutes, and uh, that's a good question. Where are we starting? Uh, see, I got to look. I didn't. Is have this, this from ready. your uh, uh, 1984 uh, Tandy model that you picked up from Radio Shack? That's the one. That is okay. the one. Uh, shoot, now I can't find where we left off. And, oh, just pick a spot. Any? Spot. Oh no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, did we listen to Hound Dog last night? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And uh, we're getting... Oh, wait a minute. That's Jim Dandy. It's my party. There we go. Two minutes, 15 seconds. Now, some of you will believe this song is a theme song to a TV show. It's not. You found the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition here on Radio TFI. Love and marriage, love and marriage They go together like a horse and carriage This I'll tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love and marriage, love and marriage It's an institute you can't disparage Ask the local gentry And they will say it's elementary Try, try, try to separate them It's an illusion Try, try, try and you will only come To this conclusion Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage Dad was told by mother You can't have one, you can't have none You can't have one without the other Try, try, try to separate them It's an illusion Try, try, try and you will only come To this conclusion, love and marriage Love and marriage, they go together like the horse and carriage Dad was told by mother, 
You can't have one, you can't have none You can't have one without the other No, sir You found radio, TFI Try to see it my way Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way Run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone We can work it out We can work it out Think of what you're saying You can get it wrong and still you think that it's alright Think of what I'm saying We can work it out and get it straight I'll say goodnight We can work it out chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting my friend I have always thought that it's a Chance that we might fall apart before too long. We can work it out. We can work it out. Fruit juicy. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure. You taste seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch is made with seven kinds of fruit for a one of a kind fruit taste. Hawaiian Punch Fruit Punch with 10% real fruit juice for a real fruit juicy taste. Hawaiian Punch is made with seven kinds of fruit for a one of a kind fruit taste. Hi, this is Mike King. If you want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour, call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Go ahead. Oh, well, how about that? Thank you again, Mike King, for that rousing uh, PSA there so folks know how to get a hold of us here. More of a promo than a PSA. Yeah, this is true. You're right. Well, it is. We're we're doing a public service here, so. Mm, Some would argue that point. I'd be one of them. Yeah, well. Hey, you know, you can't please everybody, but somebody, somebody in the public is served right now so hey yeah we're just gonna let that go (laughs) (laughs) really yeah so the chairman of the board let us off there with with the song that was not written for uh 
married with children. children. No, no, no. That song existed long before Al Bundy and the gang came into our lives. Uh, followed up by We Can Work It Out by, uh, man, they were a little band the out monkeys. of... A little band out of uh, England. What was their name? They had a couple of hits. Or was that the Beatles? Or the- uh, das Beatles. Oh, I for some reason, I was thinking monkeys. Oh, no, 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 no. You want monkeys? I got monkeys. You ready for monkeys? No, I didn't. Then, well, you're uh, getting monkeys. Here we come. Walk down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. And people say we're monkeying around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down We go where we want to Do what we like to do We don't have time to get restless There's always something new Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we're monkeying around But we're too busy singing Put anybody down We're just trying to be friendly Come and watch us sing and play We're the young generation And we've got something to say Anytime Or anywhere Just look over your shoulder Guess who'll be standing there People say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down monkeys hey hey vita monkeys you asked for monkeys i gave you monkeys you didn't deserve monkeys but you got them anyway that's the full length version of the theme song i got your monkey right here (laughs) i bet you do (laughs) hey buddy (laughs) okay well i don't know we about ready to say goodbye here for the first hour of the Taxi stand hour. Oh, God, your voice is doing that funny thing again from last night. Oh, we're is gonna, it really? Yeah, we're going to have to have... a theory on that, by the way. We'll talk about I, it I during really the break. Do. We'll talk about it during Sounds the break. Sounds good. Which is going to start right about... Now. Now. See you on the other side. You're listening Bye. to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the quarantine edition. Talk to you in a bit.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Stalking a psycho who wants to make the Chicago Cubs pennant contenders. Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry Carey. Hello, everybody. This is Harry Carey with Steve Stone, and the Cubs are getting the beat out of them today. Clint Eastwood gives a Hall of Fame performance as the legendary Cubs broadcaster. There's action. The pitch. Strike at the He threw that ball right past Clark. Suspense. It might be. It could be. It is a Oh, run. Romance. Oh, look at the tits on that broad, Steve. Holy cow, shit. Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry Carey, coming to a theater near you. <laughs> I don't know how to come in after that. I've heard that before, we, too. We have played that before. We have played that here before. Yes, that, we have. That is Welcome no, back. That is known as Dirty Harry Carey. Dirty Harry Carey, go ahead with your weird voice. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome back to Taxi Stand Hour, the quarantine edition here on Radio TFI. Uh, once again, uh, if you're uh, listening here live and want to join in on the conversation, uh, the hell am I hearing in the background here? Oh, okay. All right, I know what he's talking about now. My That's- voice, Okay. I have my theory on that, by the way, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Anyways, from the Executive Tower in Egan, Minnesota. Excuse me. I just moved the Executive Tower. You sure did, boy. From the the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. This is John Shannon. And have you made it out of that little radio shack there? Well, fortunately, it's a good thing I was there because I just checked how we're coming out over the air. And I sound fine, mm-hmm. but you sound like you're on helium. Not helium, the opposite, <laughs> with with a, a lower voice. You sound... They'll I, give you some more Barry White. Be careful no. here. Well, there's a, there's a silver lining to everything. Finish my introduction, please. <laughs> Finish my intro. It It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. Welcome back. We are, uh, we're going to power our way through this technical glitch. Uh, we, we, we know that it's on young Mr. Shannon's side. We went through this, although last night it was on both of our sides and mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what it is, but I know for a fact tonight it's on your side. So, uh, we're, we're well, see, I think I sound fine. Well, from your side, sure. From your <laughs> side. So before exactly. we get, so here's what we're going to do before we get into our big, uh, our big baseball discussion, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to play a couple of tunes. We're going to get John squared away. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the tunes. I smell smoke in the auditorium. Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, he's a clown. That Charlie Brown, he's going to get caught. 
uh, tune record spinner here, Mr. Ed Van Ness, getting us all ready here for some baseball talk with some uh, music from the radio. Was that radio broadcast, right? No, no, that was uh, that that was the instrumental version of Meet the Mets. Uh, That's what would play at the start of the broadcast on TV. I, I guess yeah. they played it on radio too. Was it on TV? Oh. Yeah, but it was definitely on TV. Ralph Kiner, Lindsey Nelson, and Bob Kiner. Uh, Bob, uh, uh, Ralph Kiner. Ralph Kiner. Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, okay. Bob Murphy. Bob Murphy, Ralph Kiner, Lindsey Nelson. Ralph Kiner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he had Kiner's Corner, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we have resolved John's technical issue. and For now. For now. For now. And just because, now I played the organ version of Meet the Mets. I played the uh, the instrumental version. Now it's time for you to hear, and then we're going to go into the whole baseball talk. Let's listen to the original version with the lyrics. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are One of these days, I'm going to have to play you the Minnesota Twins equivalence to we, that uh, particular song. We would love it. Actually, one I, of these I, times. I, I, when I stumbled across this, I said, I got to try and get some baseball music, organ music, uh, uh, team, team songs. But this song has been around since the inception of the Mets. Uh, and like I said, uh, you Channel 9, the games were on WW, well, it was just WOR at the time. And uh, by the way, do you know why they're named the Mets? The Metropolitans. That is correct. It's the New York Metropolitans Baseball Club. Yeah. The Metropolitans. Oh, so- yes. I know and, they didn't name it after their silly mascot there, the big baseball head. So. Yeah, that's, that's what they did. Mr. Met. Hey, that's a great name. What a coincidence. His name happens. To- by the way, speaking of coincidental names, how weird do you, do you think it would have been? 
if the guy who invented the telephone, if his name was Alexander Graham uh, Doorknob instead of Bell. Coincidentally, it was a Bell. Been interesting. Bell. It could have been interesting. But he had the correct could have name. Been interesting. He had the correct name. What do you say we talk mm-hmm. some baseball? Let's talk some baseball. Okay, uh, so right. I'm already bored. <laughs> Let me What's put the... out my resume over the air right now. Gonna do some air checks? Yeah. I, anything. Please. I'll sing to your freaking dog if I have to. All right. Oh. So you, you put a poll out on Twitter earlier. Yes, I did. Uh, basically, the backstory, if you hadn't heard, is that among many options that Major League Baseball is uh, entertaining in order to put their product back on the field, you know, there's some big bucks they're losing there without the TV, without uh, TV playing their games, you know, uh, uh, through all the networks and what have you, and that's a ton of money there if you think about it. Eleven billion dollars. Even if you don't, even if you don't think about it, that's a ton of money. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about it. It's eleven billion dollars. Eleven billion dollars. Yeah. I, I have an article. They want to get their product. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll step in. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, they they want to get their product out there on the field, and the, the sooner the better. Understanding what is going on in our lives here now with I didn't want to say it, but the COVID nineteen epidemic. So, one of the ideas floated. I thought it was kind of fascinating. Was playing all the games uh, in Arizona at least until the coast is clear and there's no guarantee that coast will be clear uh, uh, anytime soon but uh, they're there that's so they're floating the idea of playing all 30 teams playing games in Arizona apparently Arizona has a number of ball fields that would qualify as you know for major league baseball well the fully difference that would be well, fully half well, the, the te- field dimensions. Well, fully half the teams, fifteen teams, have spring training there. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have the Diamond, Arizona Diamondback Stadium, where they could probably do two or three games a day, and a couple of college mm-hmm. stadiums and all that. So, and uh, there's even a couple in the in the immediate area, Tucson, and well, right, one other place within an hour. Uh, there's, I, I have an article here an that, that breaks it down. Within an hour of, uh, say, say downtown Phoenix, central Phoenix, however it's uh-huh. broken down. Uh, let me give you the highlights. This article is from USA Today. So this writer, let me give him credit. Uh, Gabe Lacay, L-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Let me give him full credit. So he kind of breaks it down. And we'll t- let, let me throw these out there, and we'll talk about them as we go. Uh, he believes they, you know, he's basing it on four months uh he believes each team would have to bring, well, first off, the population in in Arab Phoenix and the surrounding areas. Yeah, they're used to spring training for 40 days. Now, four months, it's a whole different breed. They're going to have all these teams there. So that they got to get ready. And keep in mind, everybody's got to be basically quarantined within their little bubbles here. 
So each team is going to bring roughly 100 people with them, 50 players or mm-hmm. so, and then 50 support staff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. Then you have to have field crews, umpires, scorer, uh, people to uh, make sure of stat cast and game cast and replay review and so many other services, at least four bus drivers to get clubs from stadiums, stadium operations, turning on the lights, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so he's speculating 50 people at 15 sites. That's seven, another mm-hmm. 750 people. Mm-hmm. To broadcast the games on TV, you need a, a minimum of 35 people per Per site, camera crews, announcers, personnel in the production trucks. Uh, and then you've got radio, which is only, they say, can do for three people per team, but still, that's three more people. Uh, then you've got a phot- one photographer per game, a couple of social media people. Uh, there's another 45 people to bring you the content you love. And it's six hundred. there's another 675 people. You need at least 15 mm-hmm. doctors to work with the teams. The grand and very conservative total, 4,425 presumably coronavirus-free, motivated and isolated employees. And that's before they're housed and fed. Now you've got workers. You've got They can do the hotels. Uh, and he estimates, he estimates total that it would be about 10,000 people. Uh, everybody included, hotel people, uh, you know, your housekeeping, your cooks, blah, blah, blah. Remember, everybody's got to be fed two or three times a day, et cetera. Et cetera. So you're looking at 10,000 people that would have to be isolated from everybody else. I'm not defending or knocking down the plan at all. This is just him laying it out. You've also got to keep in mind, this is a very interesting point he makes. There's going to be players that are going to have to leave. He names three players here, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, and Zach Wheeler, who their wives are pregnant. They're going to have kids during the season. They're going to want to leave and go be with, you know. So do they even take the chance and come and play in the first place? That's a good question, too. Well, these are all things that they're going to have to work out. I mean, they have... First off, we've went with the whole idea that they're not going to to be any... Paid spectator, paying spectators no. of the game. No, 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 no. Um, there are, they're talking about instead of putting the players in dugouts per se, they were looking at spreading them out somehow, either maybe partially in the stands, uh, any number of ways. They were, um, they were talking about doing something so they weren't so close to each other. Right, but, th- but then that becomes problematic because now now you got a guy sitting eight rows up who's the here's how i would look at that at that point if you're all in there you've all been tested and you've tested negative so i don't Mm -hmm. see that as being an issue in and of itself if you're not interacting with anybody outside that bubble okay yeah now we're we're talking about this like you know, like it's nothing, believe me, being away from their family and all that. Plus, the owners are going to turn around and say, uh, hey, you know what? We're not making any money here. How about a little cut and pay? Well, I would, 
I would normally agree with you on this, but they're making a whole chunk of change, like you said, off of the uh, uh, off of the television rights. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, I'm just I'm just pointing it out. They were also talking about instituting the uh, the uh, automated strike zone to keep the umpire to keep the umpire from having to be so close to the catcher and the batter. Right. Who, right. You know, they're you know the proximity to the catcher and the batter and the you know runners on base and stuff like that. I mean, what, a, what about tagging? Yeah, that's gonna, what about tagging people? About tag plays, yeah. You, you got a what? What, a, what about what about holding a runner at first? Yeah, no, you're right. You're you're or, or at any base for that matter. Well, but, a first uh, a first baseman will actually be there at the base to hold them. Be right at the base. Yes, you're right. You know, so um, could they play with masks on? That might be a little tough because mm. you know you're having to, those masks and. T- Take it from one who knows now, especially those N95s. Those bastards are very restrictive as far as your breathing is concerned. You are you are an instant mouth breeder. You got on one of those breather, excuse me, not breeder. Breather. And how you gonna if how you, you got one of those things on? And how are you gonna spit your tobacco? Well therein <laughs> lies that problem too. I'll tell you the old mask up back down. (laughs) I'll tell you one idea that I heard uh, that I think is also being floated. And I think it would be uh, take a wait until say August or July and do a you've got 15 teams. Well, to just do a tournament style. Round Robin. Yeah. Just do a tournament. You play everybody in your uh-huh. league once, you know, one, a couple of, you know, whatever, a doubleheader each day, you know, and then go through brackets. And yeah. I I think, and this way we'd have some baseball, every game would be important. It's not going to yeah, be a regular, true. it's not going to be a regular season, no matter how you cut it. Okay. Yeah, nobody's, right ever gonna, nobody's ever going to look at this season and go, well, you know, he could have, if he had played the full season, well, nobody's playing the full season. It's just not going to happen. If we're going to have baseball at all, uh, I, I personally think that's the better idea, presuming we've, uh-huh. we've leveled off at that point. Until things level off, we, we're not doing anything. Certainly no. not, certainly not on the East Coast, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a horrible idea, but you know, how hard uh, how hard uh, hit was Arizona? Do you have have any idea? Uh, I don't think you talk. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, I did put a I did put up a poll on the uh, on the taxi stand hour uh, Twitter feed here, and I actually got uh, got healthy results for. Uh, a poll that I run, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, anyways, no, it's actually a 50-50 split of the participating voters. Right, by the way, just and, to, uh, just to uh, jump in there, COVID cases uh, in Arizona now at 2,726. Deaths are at 80. I, I'm sorry, deaths are at 80? Yeah. They're not that, doing as good as Minnesota, uh, and that it was seventy-three people died, were dead 
12 hours ago. So they picked up. Ooh, they're getting into their peak. Yeah, so. Hope they can handle it. There's another. It it could be such a thing as people in Arizona say, quit thinking about us right now. Damn it, we got our own problems. Well, and, and there's that. If I'm living there in that area, do I want to bring 10,000 people from out of state to play a game? Yeah. You know, it, it, let's face it. It's We all need the distraction. It would be a fantastic thing to have live sports. Mm. You know, just to, heck, I watched Super Bowl forty five on Sunday. Uh, Did you really? Yeah, one of the local stations played it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I watched about the first first half, uh, but you know, people. I thought need- you'd be binging on uh, Miami Dolphins Super Bowls. <laughs> there ain't that many of them, pal. <laughs> eh, well, there's enough. Yeah, How many been- did they play in? Three. They played in three. Okay, and they've won a couple of them, right? They won. Two, they won back to back. Seventy two and so, seventy three. Dan Marino appeared have- in one Super Bowl. And lost. He, he lost. His second year. Old, Gre- old Greasy Bob was the hero of the Dolphins. Uh, I got news for you. It wasn't, a, years. it wasn't old Greasy Bob. He was out most of the year with an injury. Who was it? Ed Moore? Was it Ed? Earl. Uh, Earl, Earl Morrill. Earl Morrill was the... Uh, he played... Uh, let me see. It was a 14-game season. I think Earl... Uh, I've read up on this. Uh, he played about eight or nine games and won. Did he? And remember, not not all of those games were were great victories, but as I like to say, in the win column, it doesn't say pretty or or, or ugly. It just exactly. says win. You're not getting you're not getting style points. By the way, Earl sure. Morrill at one point was the mayor uh-huh. mayor of the town of Davy. Davy is where the uh, the Dolphins train. Ah. Davy, Florida. Yep. I don't know the town that well, so I call it David. So Nobody ever laughs at that joke. Nobody. I've been telling that joke for 30-some-odd years. I gave gave it its its due. You gave it. At least you acknowledged Uh. that it existed, kind of. (laughs) So so let's get back to... I will acknowledge... Go ahead. I just want to acknowledge a couple of the tweets here that actually replied. Ooh, Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah, we're in a big time now. Oh, yeah. Of course, uh, uh, New York Taxi Talk. Why can't I ever think of their names here? Uh, I think your it's friends, your Mike friends, and Abe. Uh, Abe and Mike. Mike and Abe. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> some smart-ass tweet about what about or Guantamino, or Guantamino instead. Gitmo. That's closed. Gitmo, yeah. You mm. know. Being a little, being a, being a little, being just a little facetious there, aren't we, uh, Mike and Abe? Just to okay. point that out, we'll take it. Um, Soul Cab, hey, he came up with one that actually he had a little thought behind. Uh, can't support all the players and managers and staff being away from their families for five months straight. I saw that. I I don't disagree with him. That's it's a very yeah. it's a very big thing. I I mean, although. Although I will say it's a money thing, they're getting paid uh, a lot of money. You know, I I read mm-hmm. I, I've got a couple of articles up here that one from ESPN I read, and one of the players, you know, he was very upfront about. It. He says, "Boy, I don't know if I can go four months 
you know, with only seeing my kids on a tiny little screen on a phone or a tablet. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that at all. But on the Mm -hmm. other hand, you're getting paid buku money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your kid can have everything he needs, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I, I firmly believe that if they go through with this plan, people should be given the option. They should pull. Obviously, nice. they're going to pull the players. Do you feel yeah, safe? Yeah, because as a matter this? of fact, as a matter of fact, the uh, a lot of people, the the government is for whatever reason they they uh, they seem to think it they could be done okay. The uh, uh, the only one that really hasn't signed off on it is the players' union, so they're not uh, incredibly thrilled with that 30 or five seconds of dead air. Excuse me. Just thought I'd warn you before I hit the cough button. This time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428 is the number if you'd like to get involved in this conversation. Uh, we'll give it a couple more minutes here before we shut this down and, uh, Go back to the beautiful music from the uh, from the Radio TFI Music Vault. Ooh, baby! Ooh, I love it. Uh, I actually can see his hair on his arms and on the top of his head raise when when I do that. It's cuckoo Good crazy, Lord. man! It's cuckoo crazy. What can I say? It's uh, it's madcap. Well, yeah, the players' union is going to get involved in it, and uh, I. Look, their main thing should be the safety of the players. And I'm all for that. Not just the players, but everybody involved. That has to be number Anybody one. Anybody that's going to be a part of it, yes. Absolutely. And again, for the town, for the city of Phoenix, for the area and the neighborhoods where these uh, ball fields are. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there is a, a lot to take. In, and I don't know. It's fun to have these conversations. It's It's a... It's a nice diversion from talking about how many deaths. You know, I got to tell you something, Ed. I am really getting tired of the numbers game that are playing. This is no competition, by the way. Who's got the most? Who's got the most deaths? Who's got? Who's got the most people who have recovered? This is no competition. We just, as Americans, and quite frankly, the rest of the world, just want to get out of this. Sure, we do. With as little loss of life as humanly possible, man. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. You know, I've never had the flu. I've always gotten vaccinated. Well, looky see, we don't have a vaccination for this one yet. Not yet. But uh, here's God hope. I hope they here's get what, to that sooner or later. Here's what's driving me batty is social media and listening to people pushing for us to all get back to work. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kitten, kids and kittens, COVID-19 is going to decide this, okay? Mm. Like it or not, we need to stay away from each other. It's not social distancing. It's physical distancing. We can still be social. We just need to physically stay away from each other. Uh, look, a lot of people are suffering right now financially. I get that. I fully understand that. But uh, we need to do whatever we have to do to, as they're saying, flatten the curve. 
The results we see now have a lot to do with what we did two weeks ago. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how we're going to see the difference. It, it stops two weeks before when I don't mm-hmm. go out and I don't mix it up with people and all that. And I'm not passing mm-hmm. it along. Because remember, you don't know. You may carry it, be asymptomatic, but you you ca- you pass it along. There are people out there doing it and don't know they're doing it. So please, let's let's all take, you know, we get we got to look out for the bigger picture here. Uh there was a fellow mm-hmm. on the news, the local news, I was it yesterday or today? It must have been this morning. And they were interviewing him and uh he said, "Yeah, I I I thought it was they were all full of it. I didn't think there was anything to this." Guess what? He's got it. Yeah. Now he's got it. He says, "Well, I should have been paying attention." Now, uh, look, there's a lot of you, a lot of people out there that are just thick, you know. And there's a lot of bad information being passed around there. I'm looking at you, Fox That's News. That's very true. I'm looking at you uh, because there's lawsuits being brought against them now for intentionally putting bad info out there. Again, another discussion for another time. But boy, oh boy, you know, we 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 gotta. We got to stay the course, people. We really, really, really do. I'm, look, I'd love to be back to work and be out and, you know, mixing it up with people and talking and blah, blah, blah. But that's just not it. I'll tell you the truth. This morning I woke up mm-hmm. and I had a cough that I just didn't seem to want to stop. Mm-hmm. Now, any other time, I wouldn't think twice about it, you know. Oh, Yeah. Well, it stopped after a while, and I feel fine right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to do something that would get me arrested outside. I'm going to sneeze. (laughs) Was that... uh, No, I guess I'm not. (laughs) Was that a false alarm? That was very much a false alarm. uh, The National Weather Service has now issued an all-clear. Let me tell you what. My sneeze... (laughs) I know where I get my sneeze from. I get it from my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather, Pop, when he sneezed, oh, my God, you could see walls shake. It was, you know, you could all, you could physically see the seas churning whenever Pop sneezed. And uh, boy, oh, boy, if he was around today, they'd have him locked in a cage somewhere so he couldn't. <laughs> we miss Pop. I Hide, hide the children in the small animals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> dogs and cats and living an together. <laughs> yeah. I had an ex that was the most dramatic sneezer. It would be, just like that. Oh, my. Oh, and, you know, it's. I hate to say it, but it just, I literally, whenever she did that, I would literally want to go crawl into a corner somewhere. <laughs> And said, no, 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 she ain't with me, damn it. She just kind of stumbled in here and just happened to come <laughs> she, in my direction. I, I don't know. And then, of course, there, then of course, there's these people. Choo. I take that. No, I take. I <laughs> give me that little cat sneeze all, all you want to, please. I, I know a woman that sneezed like that. I used to tease her. I was like, you sneeze like a little little doggy, like a chihuahua. Choo. Yeah, <laughs> that works out fine for me. 
We don't need a Broadway show every time you freaking sneeze, man. Or, or sound effects and, you know. Uh, but, you know, yeah, every, exactly. every, everybody's a little bit different. We're all, you know. Yes. Our, our bodies, while... IX was a lot different. Well, that's, once again, another story for another time. When we do the relationship hour next week, then... Uh, you oh, know, okay. We'll, we'll get well, into that. Are we going to start that? Was it going to be a new feature here on Radio gonna, Yes, yes, as we, as we find new play. By the way, speaking of relationships and being sick, Dr. Drew Pinsky uh, used to host... What the hell is that? used to host a thing called Love Lines. He's done it with Adam Carolla. Uh, and I, he, I always respected him. He seemed like a... You know, he's a real doctor and... Uh, he always had good, solid advice for people, and uh, now he's he's out there. He's he's selling snake oil, and uh, I, I somewhere I think I saved it. He's out there on uh, on radio pushing some kind of glorious liquid that will cure coronavirus, and you know it's and it's unfortunate to see somebody just like Doctor Oz, who I was never a big fan of, but now he's a Fox contributor. See ya. Yeah, so much for that. And but and whenever I mention Doctor Oz, I like to mention the fact that he did my sister-in-law's heart surgery, open heart surgery. Really? And left a sponge in. Oh my God! No way. Yep, yep, yep. Had to go oh. back in. They had to go back in for it. Once is plenty. Once is once I, is I plenty. She's still alive, by the way. How? She's still alive. Well, this is good. How long yeah. ago was that, by the way? Oh my goodness! Uh, I've been seven years, must uh, seventeen years. She had hers ten years before me. Okay. Well, then I guess Doctor uh, Botches is uh, not necessarily a new thing. Oh my God! I still, well, I go back to to Granny Annie's surgery, uh, where they perforated her damn bowels and then didn't uh, realize it when they closed her back up and she still had leaks in her damn mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. We talk about this. I, I remember as, as they brought me in for my surgery, you know, and it's a big deal. And they had me all prepped and they put me on the table and they were just about to give me the gas. And the doctor said, do you have any last questions before we put you under? I, I said, yes. When this is all over, will I be able to play the piano? He says, well, yeah, of course. I said, that's funny. I can't play now. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's, oh, you know, you I, remind- I forgot. That's what I was looking for. That's long what time. you were looking for. <laughs> I still remember when I had my knee surgery now, Christ, 20 years ago, to repl- re- repair, I should say, not repair, replace my ACL. Snap like a freaking twig. Really? Out playing out playing volleyball in somebody's backyard and stepped in a gopher hole. Mm. Isn't Ooh, that the, I went one Isn't way. that the state rodent? Yeah, that's the state rodent, pretty okay. much. Just, just checking. <laughs> but uh so when I came oh I I could give you a whole story with this. Uh my original uh family practitioner bless his soul, uh, said, there's nothing wrong with your knee. You're just fat. Really? Which I was. I 
I was over three bills at the time, so okay. uh, he wasn't he wasn't all wrong. But the fact that the fact of the matter is, is that my right knee was about the size of a freaking bowling ball. So before he checked and, anything, uh, he just went straight to the easy diagnosis. Oh, of course, it's the default diagnosis for family doctors. You're fat. Yeah, you're ugly. Let's move on. Yeah, and I can <laughs> diet. That's right. Whether I do or not is another story, but there is that option. Uh, no, so he finally begru- he begrudgingly referred me to a, a specialist. Wait a second, but, but stop, surgeon. stop! Did he look at your knee at all? X-rays. He didn't do an MRI. Oh, but he did at least examine it. Yeah. Okay. The thing was, is he moved my leg from side to side and whatnot. Didn't feel any slipping. Ed, I'm going to tell you something. If I had one thing as a child in early teen going for me, is that I had some pretty damn strong legs. Uh huh. Um, through my through my junior high school and early high school ages, I was working out on what was known as a universal gym, working out ten reps with over a thousand pounds. My hero. Well, yeah, I should be. Um, I could, I remember doing 50 yard dashes and there was only one kid in my class could get, get from, get from one end to the other faster than me. And he was about half my size. So yeah, I, I had strong legs. Okay. Doctor wonder when I went, finally saw the ortho doctor, he wondered how I was walking on it all this time. I said, walking on it. Shit. I was, it was my slide leg for bowling for crying out loud and, So, yeah, I mean, so, but yeah, I completely snapped that bastard. Wow. He, so I had the, uh, had the surgery and I said, well, you know, I want to, I want to be awake through the procedure. And he gave me that option. So he, he did basically a block, you know. <laughs> Why? Why? Because to tell you the truth, I wanted to watch him do it. Why? I wanted to, I wanted oh, to see God. the monitor. Look, look, if somebody told me you were going to have knee surgery today, I'd want to be knocked out. I want, <laughs> I kid you not, that was my biggest concern in my heart surgery. And it was a question I asked the doctor. My last question when we met at the office, I said, what if I wake mm-hmm. up? I was really, really concerned about it because the last mm-hmm. thing I wanted to do was not that I was going to. I had it in my head that I'm going to wake up and bolt up with my chest flayed open and parts flying all over. He said, "Believe me, you're not he's, you're not waking up. You're okay. It's not going to happen." Okay. So he finally. So I started asking him questions. I could feel the tugging on the leg. I could feel you know him in there working away. See, see, this is just wrong. This is just wrong. <laughs> I was. I was fascinated by it. I started yeah. asking him questions. No, no, no. He says, no. all right, he's talking too much. We got to put him under. Yeah, yeah. So there's... they finally, <laughs> so yeah, they finally, they finally did uh, put me under. Uh, <laughs> but oh, I want, I wanted to be awake for that. If I had it all over to do it all over again, I said, I'll be quiet if you just let me watch. Put a camera on it. Let you'll watch it on a monitor. Yeah. Just have them record yeah. it. You can watch it later. Well, that. Or hey, don't. You know, I guess I wasn't thinking. Or don't. I, I, oh, I was fascinated. Are you kidding me? You want to see? You want to see something crazy? Okay, now we're getting huh. into 
bizarre here. You want to see something crazy. And I was overly obsessed with the whole concept of heart surgery after my surgery. So I did a lot, a lot of Googling on it and YouTube. I watched a video of the end of the surgery. Now, at the end of the surgery, remember, they have sawed through your chest bone. They have splayed you open like the Thanksgiving turkey. Okay? <laughs> they have spread your ribs. They use big mechanical things to spread your ribs because mm-hmm. that don't happen easy. Mm-hmm. So now they got to put you back together. Okay? They get your heart going. They get your lungs going again. By the way, they've stopped both of those things during the surgery. A machine is doing your breathing and pumping your blood. So uh, I find I find this video, and there's the two doctors, and they're closing up the patient. Literally, they each have a piece of rope, and they're yanking, and you see the boom, the body is moving side to side because they got to put force. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, so that was me. <laughs> they had to do that to me <laughs> to close me up. And, uh, you know, but it, it was just so interesting with all the technology technology available to us today and all the advances in medicine it was brute straight that put me back together again. You know, two doctors playing tug of war with that, you that's much. exactly that is exactly what it was two doctors playing tug of war and i was the flag in the middle <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> my no, goodness and, and you know the other the other thing about this is now i am not trying to jump on people who have got addicted to pain medications of one kind or another but you know something folks hey and i'm nobody special here don't try to i'm not trying to play off like i'm superman here oh you're trying to play off like you're barry white well that i can pull off and don't forget it baby go ahead do it again say the name say the name what barry white Oh. <laughs> so you were saying about painkillers, Barry. No. I had a week supply of Tylenol 3. You remember Tylenol 3, right? Hold on. Did you have a okay. seven-day supply or a not strong supply? Uh, were, the, were the pills not strong? Because you said weak. No, no, the... Is it a week as in seven days or week as in not strong? A week's, weeks as in one week supply. Okay, I, I didn't I want to make sure they weren't weak pills. Of of Tylenol 3. You mean, was that the one you with codeine? Tylenol. Is that the codeine yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those were fantastic. That's the one. Those were fantastic. But it sure as hell wasn't allotted or... Or whatever the hell they're using now for pain per- pills and stuff Percocet. like that. Percocet. Percocets. Percodan. Yeah. yeah. Which you can't get anymore. Um, no. No. It's, uh, uh, and what, what's the one they give now uh, with the Q in the name? Uh, I can't think of it. Everybody's doing them. Oxy. Oxycontin. Oxycontin, yeah. I don't know okay. where I get Q from, but uh, they gave me Oxy. <laughs> After my heart surgery. And uh-huh. I was supposed to take it once a day. When I got home, I had a bazillion prescriptions. So I sorted them all out. I put alarms on my phone to know when to take. I had three 
sets of medications I took every day. Well, I mixed mm-hmm. two. I mixed two of them up. Instead of taking one oxy a day, I was taking two. Woo. So I would get up at eight o'clock at noon. Uh, I would take the noon pills, which included two oxy. By two uh-huh. o'clock, I'm down, baby. I'm down. <laughs> get up at six o'clock. Uh, be up at ten o'clock. I'd be back to bed again until eight in the morning. My brother was staying with me the first week, and uh, it was great for him. I was on a schedule. He he went out to the casino. I said, "You're down here to help me." He says, "You're sound asleep. You're not going anywhere." And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny because uh, it, to if I have something like that again happen to me nowadays, I mean, Christ, I can't. I can barely, as it is, get up my dad. You know, uh, half a flight of stairs to come from the landing area up to the living room area now and i'm uh, oh, oh. and i'm 50 60 pounds lighter than i was back then jesus christ but uh you still sit on your ass all know, day hell, yeah, well that's true but you know i was the one thing i did was i uh, the guy that was the dispatcher at the cab company I was working for, asked me if, if I wanted to switch positions for me. He'd drive my cab, and I'd I'd go in and work in the dispatch office. Well, I had one one issue with my right leg, so it was my driving leg. Mm. Uh, so I had a I had a be- uh, pickup truck with a uh, with a uh, bench seat on it. Okay. So to get up to where the dispatch office was, all I did was scoot it over a little bit to the right put my bum leg over the hump there drove left-footed <laughs> All the way to wow work. wow yikes yikes i don't even oh, know where yes. to, i don't even know where to go with that <laughs> i just i just don't scary as all get out well you know you take your time you're not driving like a bat out of hell uh i took very few freeways along that route uh, it was you know, their dispatch office was a good 20 yeah. miles away from uh, where I lived at the time, but I tried to avoid the free- freeway. Like, the Where was was this, Vegas? or? No, this was in uh, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so now. And so, yeah, I worked in dispatch, and, you know, they were nice. They let me set up, a, had a nice little setup for me where I could put my leg up and keep it elevated while I was while I was dispatching and what have you. I I was back on the road probably two weeks after the surgery. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, now I had to get out and stretch every once right. in a while. Look, every, I did. I did use a cane for a little bit to just to help me a little bit. Every surgery is different. Every recovery is different. Uh, there's a lot of surgeries. I mine was one of them. They literally had me out of that bed. 12 hours after I woke up. I woke up. Uh, they let me stay in bed till the next morning. They woke me up at like 9 o'clock at night. And then the next mm-hmm. morning they came in. I had breakfast and they said, okay, now you're getting out of bed. I said, get out of bed. I can bear. They had me. And I, they just moved me to the chair, which was right next to the bed. But I had to do that okay. myself. They want you up and moving friend of mine some years ago uh he collapsed in my yard uh at my uh my old uh lot uh where i first mm-hmm. had my cabs he collapsed we got him to the hospital and uh 
they wind up having to amputate his foot. It's a long, ugly story. So they had him up, oh, geez, I think two or three days after the foot was amputated, just walking with a walker, you know, just shuffling along, shuffling along. And, uh, uh, you know, it's you think you're going to lay there and just heal. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. you. And actually, you know, when this, like I said, this is 20 years ago for me. Um, they, uh, they were willing to give me that extra time that I felt I needed. And I, no, I wanted to get, the only thing I could never do with master was walking on crutches. You I've know. never done that. Well, I mean, I've, I've played with other people's crutches, but I've never had to do it. Uh, it's no picnic because oh, while I, I sit here and I can imagine while I sit here and brag to you about how strong my legs were. Yeah. My upper body strength. <laughs> not so much. Not so much, yeah. Not so much, no. Uh-uh. I, I know the feeling of, now, when I got out of the hospital, before the surgery, uh, yeah, after the heart attack and the coma and all that, I had, my body was still getting strong again because, again, the muscles had atrophied. I could walk when I got out of the hospital, but barely, barely. The most fun and embarrassing thing I did was the day after I got home, my sister had flown down and we went to the supermarket and I took one of the little supermarket electric carts, the little drivable shopping cart. Oh, well, wasn't Mm -hmm. that fun? I just knocked something over. We have another earthquake here in Queens at the... (laughs) That's right. Just a minor tremor. It's very localized. Very localized. Exactly. But... I mean, so I get in this thing, and I found out taking corners was this was just it was. I still didn't have my full strength, and and I had never done it before, and <clears throat> it, it but it didn't cease to amaze me. Just walking out of the store just beat me up to no end. Beat me up to oh, no yeah. end. I eventually, of course, I eventually recovered, and every day I got a little bit stronger and blah, blah, blah. But boy, I know that feeling, that helplessness. I know what it's like to lie in a bed and barely be able to move your muscles, and you don't have control over your body. I don't wish that on anybody. Now, look, I got, I knew mine was coming back. So, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm super patient or anything like that. I, you know. I, uh, most embarrassing thing to happen to me after that surgery was, is I guess I was still somewhat recovering from the drugs they were using to put or to deaden my deaden my legs, and I would got invited over to a friend's house and uh, had to go to the bathroom. Stood up, I stood up by the bowl. I don't think one drop. I don't think one droplet actually went in the toilet. I was like, I was like a garden sprinkler out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You want to talk about embarrassing? No, I'd rather not. Thank you very much. I would rather not (laughs) get my own embarrassing moments. Uh, Well, you know, it's one thing if you do that at your own house, you know, know. you clean up afterwards and you just carry on like it never happened. But Mm -hmm. good Lord, I mean... Yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what was so bad. What was weird was when they first allowed me to take a shower after I had uh, woken up and all that. 
and I had to take a shower sitting down mm. because I couldn't stand in the shower. And it was a couple of days after I woke up before they, and they had let me out of intensive care. And that's just bizarre too, to come in with the walker and, and realize you can't stand up. Uh, it was even worse after the surgery. It was days until they let me shower. But now I've got the bandage. I've got the heart monitor. I've got, you know, actually they, they disconnected. The, yeah, they disconnected the heart monitor so I could shower. But, of course, I had to let them know. By the way, you want to see people run in a hospital? Accidentally disconnect your heart monitor when you're a heart patient. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me one night, and, uh, man, they come running. They come. It was I had it in the front pocket of the pajama. Uh, I, I mean, it's just a little, it's just a little device. As big as a cig- big as a cigarette pack. Yeah, yeah, and it sends a signal to a room, and you know, there's somebody there monitoring and all that. And I inadvertently yanked one of the wires out or pulled the plug out. I don't know how I did it. Uh, and I was trying to put it all back together when they come running in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's yeah, black, black, code blue. Code. code blue. We got a code nitwit in room. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Well, so, I didn't mean to get you all worked up there. It's you know. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. We got about a minute and a half here, maybe a couple seconds more. If you yeah, if, if you want to breathe heavy, your... if you want to breathe heavy into the phone to us. That's. Uh... Well, you know, I do appreciate all the social media interaction for this uh, yeah, we do. topic about baseball. No, I'm just like a lot of baseball fans. I just I just want to see me some baseball, you know. And baseball. Uh, twins had a Twins had a very promising uh uh lineup uh, feeding off of last season where they hit the most home runs in the league and and they uh Won their division, won a won a uh, won a hundred and three ball games, I believe it was, only to get snuffed by them friggin' Yankees once again. Hey, don't look at me, I'm what not, else? I'm no Yankee fan. Hey, never was the Yankee. Fan. Never was, never was. No. It was uh, a team everybody loves to hate, except people so. here in New York. Oh God, the. Well, you know, look, they follow their team. Most most of the guys yeah. I work with have been lifelong fans, and you know, I. Uh, but aren't you folks in Queens more uh, Mets fans? Remember, I didn't grow up here. I was more a Mets. Well, fan. I was a Mets fan. Yeah, I'm not now, but uh, baseball, yeah. baseball been not very very good to me. I I gave up on baseball a long time ago because baseball yeah. gave up on me. Uh, yeah. And that's another story. Are you sure, I remember the time. strike. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I remember uh, the strike. That Absolutely. was my my only opportunity to be in Wrigley Field to hear Harry Carey sing "Take Me Out to the mm. Ball Game," and I was going to be in the bleachers with my shirt off and everything else. Hey, this wound up being kind of a fun conversation. We had to yeah. do this again tomorrow. Okay, so <laughs> we'll find another topic or two, but. Anyways, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Oh! Adios. See ya!